I'm joined by a regular guest of the show, Joe Hyam. Uh, how are you going, Joe? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? I'll have to put your mic on, that might help. I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> how are you? Um, uh, anything uh, of mention in, in Critic this week you want to quickly talk about? Um, we have a, a guide to election voting which um does contain a, a bit of a screw up but um mm. if you go onto our facebook page we have the corrected version of that online the online um, version yeah so if you need any um guidance over the ins and outs of the election then um then do go to that um we also have a lot of summaries of the AUSA forums and opinions on um the candidates and what they stand for mm-hmm. and um a really good overview of the last few years from Sam McChesney about the makeup and oh, constituent great. parts of each of the um um, candidates, candidates, yeah. Yeah, no, that sounds good. Um, yeah, as as I keep mentioning, uh, voting for the OSA executive is open till Thursday the fourteenth, uh, and you you can just go onto the website and do that, and you just need your date of birth and your uh, student ID number. Now, uh, there's been some, um, more debate since we last talked, Joe. Um, not really, you know, huge stuff. Um, on at the eighth of September, there was th- these minor party guys. I guess the the biggest part about that was not the debate itself, but the fact that um, Gareth Morgan uh, took took TVNZ to court. Yeah, I did see that. Isn't see, yeah. I, I think what's your thoughts on that? Because I think that's a bullshit rule that they only have people in that are, already have a seat. In Parliament? Yeah, it seems to protect the uh, parties that already have a seat, doesn't it? And any newcomers um, don't get a look in, really. Exactly. The TV exposure is so important. Yeah, and, sure. and like you look at this um, Damien White guy yeah. who has taken over the United Future Party after Peter Dunn has gone. Uh, he is a meme. Right. He is a meme now. He's a living meme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, may, he may not be, uh, you know... Ooh. He may not be um, uh, an, an MP uh, yeah. after the election, but, you know, bam, he's there. Um, he went up against uh, David Seymour. Uh, David Seymour? Yeah. I, I, always, say, I always say it's I always, wrong, yeah. Yeah. But I think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marama Fox, who was a totally different beast. Did you watch the spin-off? Um, debate? Yes, yeah, I yeah. did. Kind of in, off the corner of my eye, I was doing some work at the same time. But, yeah, she, yeah, she, is, she, she, and that, you know, she's vo- very. Uh, uh, how would you describe her? She's. Um, uh, it's hard one to describe, eh? Um, uh, is boisterous the? Yeah, I think yeah. boisterous could work. Yeah. She she likes a good ruckus, eh? She does, yeah. And there, um, there was that good photo of her, and she's like <laughs> pulling pulling the fingers. Yeah. Um, but and then but on TV and Z she was just totally different. Um, I mean she you know still still interrupting people and and, yeah. and being a good good fighter. Uh, I really admire her for that. Yeah, um, admirable. But it's Very it's admirable. funny how they kind of how she you know changes yeah. costume. I wonder whether that's just a confidence thing or whether that's tactical or uh, I'd, probably tactical, wouldn't you say? And I, I can imagine TV and Z have some some kind of they kind of shove people to dress up and yeah you know right not be presentable they, they probably had a hard word to her after see the spin-off <laughs> yeah true that's a good point <laughs> um 
Well, on the, on the topic of spin-off, I wonder what you wonder about this. I have this feeling that this election and, and this year, there's really been this growth in these small media outlets. It does seem that way, doesn't it? You, men- you mentioned uh, off here the new- newsroom, mm. and they kind of were at the you know forefront of the Todd... Um, the Todd Barclay scandal. Todd Barclay yeah. scandal. They had, uh, am I right in saying, they had like an interview with the person who had the employment dispute yeah i believe they did yeah they've done some great work actually mm. all independent based journalism yeah. isn't it um, yeah which is vital in the in the modern um world of media um but yeah they've done a great job spin the spin-off as you say they've mm. pr- presented some really um informative and interactive policy um amalgamation uh, website um yeah. or, or pages um which i found very helpful personally. yeah yeah i don't know do you think I, uh, I'm not sure if I've used oh no I did use the policy it's just called policy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I I recommend our listeners have a look at that the spin-offs policy yeah um, page but yeah the the newsroom I think was started by an ex uh, TV3 guy okay um, and you know it's not one of those like rolling 24-7 news sites is it no. it's a, it's an investigative journalist site yeah I don't think it's um it's feasible for them to do that in terms of revenue but um no but it no it's a fantastic uh mm. fantastic new site that um really gives especially in election year t- mm. v- very important uh, yeah vital uh, site yeah um I saw they had a uh, they've even started doing their own polling which um people on Twitter were a bit suspect uh about I, right. I don't I don't have the results in front of me but um maybe we'll have a look at that later but it did uh, sh- what did it show? Off- it showed um, the national on thirty uh, percent, um, uh, Labour on uh, I think it was forty five or forty four, mm. um, and obviously only a four percent margin of error. So it's it's usually about three percent margin of error. Yeah, yeah. I think if you get over a thousand, it becomes a thousand people surveyed, it becomes three percent, and then I think they only had five hundred and fifty, but the margin of error was four. Yeah, which um, is surprising. Yeah. So on the 14th of September, which is Thursday, there's another TVNZ debate. Uh, the theme is young voters and everyone, except Mana and Gareth Morgan, poor guy, yeah. um, will not... Oh, that's the other thing I wanted to say about the uh, the minor party debate. Winston Peters not being there. Yeah. And David Seymour made a good point about how it just seems like he thinks he's above New Zealanders. Right. That he wouldn't show up. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned it on the last um, last uh, session we had, um, it must have been two weeks ago now, that um, for James Shaw to have been there, for me, I, I don't know about anyone else, but for my, me personally, I thought that um, it showed him as a minor party, minor party, um, you know, as the pro- uh, leader of a minor party rather mm. than as a of a significant um, section of uh, the political sphere of New Zealand. And especially with um, with Winston Peters, not there, not there, yeah. But I don't right. know. Just, that's just for me. I'm not sure whether that's uh, something that other people have felt. I can imagine some people would 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 feel like that. Um, I mean, you know, the Green Party's not going well. No, it's not. They? No, that's not. And um, that five percent threshold's looking dodgy. Yeah. Yeah, looking very dodgy. And uh, I think I said this last week. Um, historically, they. Their results are less than than uh, you know their turnout is less than what they get in the opinion polls before the election. So right. things are not 
looking good there. But yeah, yeah. as I say on Thursday, um, there'll be uh, Jacinda and Bill uh, and uh, Green NZ First Maori Act and United Future are invited. I don't know if Winston's going to show up to that either. Now, Winston Peters has um, been in the news in the last few days uh, vis-a-vis Labour's tax stuff. Right. Now, you know the whole thing about how Labour's kind of kicked, kicked the can down the road. Uh, I don't know if that's the right term, but, you know, um, kind of uh, leaving it to a working group after yeah. after the election. Uh have you have you any thoughts on on that? I mean, it doesn't look good. It looks like they're kind of. It looks like they're shirking responsibility, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, and not taking the leadership on the issue. Um, I was really hoping to see a capital gains tax. I know that it's not popular in terms of the last election mm. that hit them, didn't it? I think that was a, a yeah, it was a, a problem with voters. Um, but I think with the growing inequality in New Zealand, I think it's a great mm. way of doing it as long as they don't. Um, as long as they pledge not to do it for the family home, I think that's um, a very important distinction to make. Um, but you're right, yeah. I think um, that leaving it to a working group makes people think that they're not taking the taking mm. the leadership on the role. Um, Na- national National left stuff to a working tax working group, right? And and promised that, and basically, you know, guided the. The stuff before the working group saying that you know there wouldn't be an increase and stuff, okay. and they <coughs> chose against the working group's decisions, and that's when they brought in GST, yeah, uh, GST rise. And I think we've noticed, especially in the stuff uh, press debate, mm. Jacinda hitting uh, Bill pretty hard on on those yeah. uh, tax increases, right? Because I mean that goes against. Um, what what Bill's trying to do really is, sure. isn't it? Is is set them up as as the uh, tax cut party? Yeah, I mean it does seem very strange, doesn't it, to set up an independent working group that um, would would choose the right direction for taxation um, for New Zealand, and mm. once they do get to that point, um, not listen to them and do the opposite essentially. Yeah, um, that seems like a worse result than leaving it to that group and saying that. You're not not predetermining what they're going to do, and then yeah. and then doing what they do. What they I say. I imagine in in you know in in the way that these things work, that the groups are a little bit predetermined. Sure, you know, yeah, and 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 that kind of issue has has come up a, a bit with this whole Stephen Joyce hole, and uh, yeah, and uh, and independent accountants doing looking at the books for for Labor's um, proposed um, kind of spending stuff which is awesome yeah like i think that's cool but i can i just imagine that there's a bit of you know i mean you're, you're paying consultants exactly and these consultants want to be consulted next time as well yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. So yeah. i guess they want to make their results um align with the party philosophy mm-hmm. which uh i guess you're right there for sure but it's a, it's a shame that the capital gains tax thing is so like um, poisonous. It like, is, isn't because it? Because it, it would be a cool kind of leadership move to say we're going to bring in one. And I mean, National Definitely. already has some sort of. Kind yeah, of, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's just not by the same name. Yeah. I mean, the UK has it, and people don't seem too pissed off about it. So, mm. um, yeah, and I think it's great in terms of bringing the um, inequality of a society down. Yeah. By taking uh, taxing the profit of, um, of property and um, shares and, and uh, capital. And it would be like, I think it's like fight, like flipping houses within five years or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, you know, um, 
I think five years is probably a good amount of time. Yeah. They 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 had looked at two years. I, I think well, their working group is going to sort it <laughs> out. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. So, uh. But yeah, Winston on the attack uh, yesterday against Labour for this for this kind of ambiguousness. Yeah. Did you see um, Patrick Gower's analysis of it? I was just oh, about, you're going to say that, sorry. Was, yeah, no, no, that's fine. I was just about to mention, I thought there was an interesting uh, theory that he gave last night that yeah. it's sh- basically Winston... What do you want to <clears throat> explain it? Well, he basically said that um, Winston generally... Well, this is his theory, that he only attacks <laughs> um, the opposition party when he realises that... Um, you know, it's not. It's it's giving them um, credibility, mm. um, and he realizes that they've got a great chance of, of forming a government after September the twenty third, um, and it shows that National are in trouble. Yeah. When Winston Peters is uh, doing so. And he he said that he reckoned that that, that you know uh, that um, NZ, uh, Winston was trying to get votes off, off National. Off National and yeah. and yeah, I, I, like I like to look at this sometimes through my grandmother's eyes okay <laughs> who votes for uh, nz or rather votes for winston peters because oh, okay. uh, <laughs> she loves him um <clears throat> but i can imagine her you know watching um uh the six o'clock news last night and 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 thinking yeah winston peters would would um make sure that that pesky taxing Labour Party wouldn't spend yeah. too much or tax too right. much. Right, hold them to account. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Which is actually, to be fair, kind of similar to how I see the Green Party yeah. in a coalition with Labour. Right. A kind of, um, you know, they'd, they'd hold their feet to the fire on, on progressive and environmental issues. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they just have different um, priorities to hold them to account on, mm. I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I tend to agree with um, with Patrick Gower on that analysis. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I thought I thought move. I thought that was that was quite smart thinking um, on his part. Yeah. <clears throat> In terms of priorities, you you um, you mentioned off here that uh, there that there's no sign of the environment in the um, the first hundred days. You know how they talk about these first hundred days yeah. in, in in the Labour Party. Um, Disappointing. Yeah, but uh, and, and I guess that's another reason why um, it'd be cool to see a Green Party. Yeah. I was extremely disappointed because um, when I spoke to Jacinda, I asked her whether she considered herself to be a, a torchbearer of a generation. Mm. And this is the existential issue of our generation. Mm. She called it the nuclear... Oh, no, wait. Did she call it environmentalism the nuclear um, I topic think of the... She said climate change. Climate change, right. Yeah, so climate there you go. change um, is the... Yeah. And so to not have it in the 100 days, I, I think it's... Um, it's a it's a huge disappointment, mm. but I think that shows that we just need um, the Greens there to, as you said before, hold them to account, yeah, and make sure that they're going to act on this. Um, she also rolled out inheritance tax, uh, and as you said before, um, rolled out uh, family family home land. What the hell is a family home? <laughs> they always talk about families, don't right, they? Yeah, I guess instead of renting or buying to rent. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, maybe they should clear that. Winston will get on to Winston about it. <laughs> get hold of Winston and tell him to do it. Um, um, over, we'll have a quick break now. Um, the with uh, the impending adorations uh, and their song "Land of the Long White Cloud." Um, it's coming up to half past one p.m. here on the Download Circus with me, George and Joe Hyam. Six 
everyone, uh, we're back with Joe Hyam now from the uh, Critic magazine. Um, we we mentioned climate change uh, before, Joe. Yeah, have you did. been have you been following the uh, Florida stuff? Yeah, I have tried to as much as possible. Yeah, <coughs> it's kind um, of like the, the Weather Channel must be you know loving it. Eh? Oh, they must love these <laughs> massive events. So, eh? because it's just and like uh, at like one p.m. this morning or twelve p.m. I was watching. Um, because uh, I watch MSNBC sometimes if oh, I'm yeah. up up late just to see what the you know the the lamestream media in the sure. United States are <laughs> talking about um, on Morning Joe, but Morning Joe wasn't on. It was just rolling coverage of you know where the weather was at, you know the all, all, all the f- flashy statistics yeah. and maps, uh, and then obviously a lot of cell phone um, footage. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> over the weekend, I watched a uh, live, a few live streams, which were pretty oh, amazing. Man. There was this guy who had stayed on the Florida Keys. Um, <laughs> I don't know why he'd done Jesus. that. Jesus. <clears throat> and he was at he was at this gas station, um, just kind of live streaming as shit went to hell. Um, I hope he's okay. Jeez, I can't imagine he is though. I, I, I went back on the on the stream later and um, things had got a whole lot worse and um, he was starting to talk about getting out of there. Um, but yeah, something like 6 million people without power at the moment. Um, but yeah, climate change, these hurricanes, uh, they're not more frequent but they're more powerful. Yeah. That's right, isn't it? I yeah. Think so, yeah. Um, and so we've had 200 kilometre per hour winds there. It's 30 degrees Celsius. <laughs> oh my gosh! Things are going to be festering and yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The next thing, yeah, the cleanup as well. Mm. Uh, and the storm surges are continuing uh, anywhere from two to four uh, meters. Is there an approximation I... of uh, of the amount of deaths or fatalities that have happened as a result so far, or not? No, no, not sure. that I've seen. Uh, in yeah. the Caribbean, um, there was like forty people or something. Um, yeah, see the 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 Caribbean, which. Uh, didn't get as much coverage. It was more that was more an appetizer, uh, in, in the news world, wasn't it? Um, right. Yeah. Not for them, but yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and it's it's funny how the like this rolling coverage of the the hurricanes for the last week. Um, everything kind of uh, everything else kind of hits pause. Yeah. Like. I don't know, you know, there's there's no North Korean nuclear tests, or well, no. there was, but yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it's funny how, you know, these things kind of, um, yeah, definitely kind of take a back seat for a little bit. Uh, anyway, um, the OUSA has uh, on the eighth of September released a election wish list. Uh, now, at the referendum earlier in the year. There was what was the specific question? Um, whether uh, whether change. USA should uh, lobby to change go- the government, right? In and, the upcoming election. And there was a uh, that was overwhelmingly um, voted positively, wasn't it? I think it was something around fifty-seven forty-three, as far as I can remember. Maybe a bit less. Uh, um, I'll have a look right now. Uh, yeah, fifty. Point six nine percent voted yes. Oh, okay. oh, hang on. No, I've got that wrong. They've, they've formatted this funny. <clears throat> 55.72% voted yes for the change of government. 44.2%. Right. So not overwhelmingly, but... Yeah. 
people voted for it and um, as far as I understand people in the executive were keen to do this kind of thing um, well they've been saying since the first meeting of the year that they're going to be um, endorsing political policy mm. which they ended up doing what a day before the voting actually opened and their wish list is hoping to um, change uh, political parties policies in the lead up to the election which seems like a bit of a pipe dream at this stage um, yeah. I know that the Greens are coming onto campus on or well, tomorrow is it to announce their tertiary education policy but I mean this is even if it was released a month ago it would still be far too late mm. especially considering they had decided upon this stuff um, earlier in uh, at the start of the year and also all these things they should know when they're coming into the into the position that these are the most important things mm. it shouldn't take nine months for them to set this up these are the, these are exactly the things uh, and this goes back to my conversation before with guy McCallum these are the things that you know on day one they should have in their mind when they're lobbying people in Wellington exactly um, so number one <clears throat> or rather first they say that OUSA is calling upon all political parties to take action on seven main issues that the organisation has highlighted for students in Dunedin, specifically ahead of this year's coming <coughs> election. Um, number one, increase the student loan allowance amount each week, uh, which um, Labour and the, the Greens are talking about, a f is it $50? Yeah, 50 bucks extra, yeah. Um, currently, the amount that an individual can borrow each week uh, is $178, um, while the maximum allowance to receive is 218 However, the cost of living uh, is increasing, of course. Uh, landlords raising rents, um, purchasing power, that kind of thing. Um, the amount they can borrow each week is 170 Okay, so they don't have a specific increase on that, but... I, I, I guess yeah, that's a that's a pretty bog standard um, yeah. demand, isn't it? Exactly. I mean, this is they should they know this stuff at the start of the year. Mm. Every student who's at university now knows that there's not enough money to live on. Yeah, everyone's struggling. Simple stuff, really. Shouldn't take a genius to do that. Um, I want to get your thoughts on this one, the second mm. one, universal student allowance. OUSA believes that all students, regardless of background, should have access to student allowance allowances while studying. Currently only 33% of students are eligible to receive student allowance. Your thoughts? Seems to me to be one of their more radical points mm -hmm. of um, the seven. Um, a lot of people would say uh, not some, not economically mm. necessarily um, yeah, sustainable. When they, say, when they say backgrounds they mean um, parents' wealth. Eh? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say so, yeah. So not means tested. So that's basically the Opportunities Party and New Zealand First have the same policy, I think, as well. Mm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, it's a difficult one because it would definitely empower students, of course. But yeah. um, whether I don't know whether um, I don't know whether other portions of the population would be too happy with with seeing that implemented. To be honest, mm. I think the fifty bucks extra would be the first step, at least, um, to to doing something like this and maybe even more important than, than a universal student yeah. in increase? I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think... Remember we were talking about student allowances and benefits, and I was talking about soft loans mm. and how they're accounted for. So right. there's these mechanisms in place, which, as we were talking about, are hardly followed through, but they're in place so that if you were on a student allowance, 
if there was a universal student allowance and you were on one and your parents were giving you money, then that has to be accounted in anyway. Yeah. So that's how it could that's how it could work if there was a universal one and you could just have those extra rules about soft loans uh, right. and and that kind of thing. Yeah, that could be one way around it. Um, but yeah, a, a, as a whole, I think like <clears throat> it totally depends on people's situations. Yeah. Um, it you know just just measuring it solely on how much. A, pe- uh, a person's parents earn, yeah. I think, is 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 not a good uh, indication of of whether their parents are actually supporting exactly supporting yeah. them. <coughs> I was surprised, like, uh, um, I mean, I'm always surprised to hear that my fellow um, colleagues and fellow students are, are not on student allowances and that they're right. they're working. Mm. I think yeah, I think that's a that's another big one. You know, their parents aren't giving them money, and if they are, it's not much. Yeah. Or if they are, it was in the first year. Or it's one-off purchases. You know, one-off at the things. start of the year, yeah, computer laptop, maybe. Or, yeah. yeah, and I'm I'm not working at the moment. Yeah, you know, uh, and and I'm on a student allowance. Um, I won't be able to get a student allowance next year because of postgrad. But yeah, uh, anyway, we have to move on. Uh, increase in rental standards, another kind of standard kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think the the debate around that uh, you might know more about this is 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 warrant of fitness kind of. Um, it's another economic ar- argument, isn't it? It, it means is, that yeah. landlords are yeah. maybe doing more than they current currently have to. Um, well, they would do more than they currently have to, and yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, again, I, I'm I'm not too sure about building these big, huge, clumsy kind of regulatory bodies. Uh, yeah, and uh, I mean, I mean, I love regulatory bodies, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I love them. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I'm not too sure about that one, but I mean, no, that that's awesome. I mean, that's not what they're saying here. They're just saying uh, rental standards need to be better. Yeah, pretty much. I think that um. Just quickly, um, the differences between the uh, for it to be a compulsory regulation regulatory system or a voluntary one, mm-hmm. and I think if it's compulsory, then the the, um, the cost will shift onto the renter mm-hmm. um, because the you know if the rent if the um, cost of maintaining the property or bringing it up to the standard before it could be rented um, is too high, then they'll have to increase the rents. Right? Definitely. If it's a voluntary uh, system, and the landlord um, decides that they want to get in. Uh, a foot up in the property market um, and do this off their own accord and then get some some kind of uh, star rating about how good their property is or just a star to say that this is above the rental quality that's we that the mm. government uh, recommends then they will get that uh, foot up ahead of every other person every other landlord who hasn't done that and that means that maybe other landlords will think over time at least once a lot of other landlords are doing this kind of stuff mm. that they should be doing this in order to you know because it will be more difficult for them to rent their property otherwise yeah either way it still seems like rents would go up yeah maybe yeah. not as, not so much in the latter point but yeah yeah but still yeah it will I, come get, on to... I get your point uh f- fourth um thing on the little agenda here remove the seven EFTS cap for postgraduate studies. Currently, there is a maximum of seven years study that can be, excuse me, funded by StudyLink. However, this cap negatively affects many Otago students, in particular those that, with postgraduate entry to medicine, these students who have been studying for seven years are forced to pay the twenty thousand dollars for their courses upfront, on their own with no assistance from StudyLink. Wow. 
any thoughts on that, Joe? Well, that seems archaic, doesn't it? But I do think there has to be some kind of um, some kind of limit. You can't just, you know, perpetually get uh, tuition fees and perpetually be at university. No, seven seven years is, is surely a long time. It is, but what if no. you are going um, doing a medical degree and then you want to do postgrad or you yeah, want, yeah, you want to go into specialising surgery? Just so or our something. listeners are clear, this is for for uh, loans, uh, not not the lo- not loaning your weekly costs, but loans for right. co- courses. Eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So that's se- se- seven years of um, getting your courses paid. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to see that limit um, increase too much. Maybe eight or nine, maybe max. But yeah. or maybe some special conditions uh, involved in in some courses, like medicine, for example. Um, yeah, but I removing worst, it, yeah. removing it seems a bit full on. It does, yeah. Especially if, um, especially if that seems to align with um, with Labour's tertiary education policy, and if that was also, if you're also paying for all of the tuition fees as well, mm. and you can do unlimited study or, or 10 years of study, it's a big yep. burden on society, isn't it? Yeah. Number five, focus on students' mental health, as we've heard about a lot this year. Um, this would include student counselling services and student support have noticed a large increase in volumes in recent time. We believe that there needs to be work done to focus on the cause of this, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so, yeah, big... <clears throat> big issue uh, during the OUSA elections this year and yeah. al- also during the general election this year. I noticed uh, Labour has a thing about under 25-year-olds. Um, I thought that was pretty... There, there would be a lot of people. So that's yeah, free that, That's free counselling. We sound, we sound like physical f- physical, <laughs> physical conservatives today, Joe. It's a Bill English and Stephen <laughs> Joyce on the, on the line here. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, when I'm confronted by this mental health stuff, I, you know, I just don't know how it. I don't know like m- much about it, about right. um, the the services and counselling and how that all works yeah. and, and that kind of thing, about that kind of side of things. So I'm not sure like what the you know dominant paradigms are in that yeah. field in terms of how they fix it or yeah it does seem it's a, it's a convoluted uh, point but um i mean if new zealand has one of the highest youth suicide rates in the world mm. something must be wrong in, in, at some stage doesn't yeah it? So, yeah um, and it's it something has to be done it seems like um you know funding uh, especially uh, in christchurch and also actually didn't um seems to be a big thing and Obviously, that should be fixed, but I wonder if there's these other things that... Um, obviously, I need to read up more about it. But, um, yeah, no, I think that's that's awesome that it's been... Uh, it's been People are talking about it a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's definitely not being uh, ig- ignored uh, in the sense that people are talking about it. Maybe it's being ignored um, up the chain. Mm. Six, first in family scholarships. We believe that there needs to be an increase in the number of first in family scholarships for school leavers to incentivize and encourage them to participate in ter- tertiary education. I love this one. So do I. That's, yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Um, that, that would definitely kind of solve, uh, you know, generational things. Yeah. Um, some of the greatest like philosophers and scholars I know were the first, <laughs> the first university really? um, university people of their uh, family. But yeah, uh, yeah definitely uh, some shifts in, in the generational stuff. Yeah, there. I mean, in, in, in terms of the long term uh, aspirations of these uh, seven points, I think that's the most important one. Probably. Yeah. 
Um, and finally, seven, Central City Hospital Rebuild. We believe it is vital for students that there is commitment for a Central City Hospital Rebuild. With the current location of the medical school and the new dentistry school, we believe that the Central City location would be best for teaching, teaching doctors and their ability to practice and teach all at once and for ease of access for many of the students at these schools. Yeah. Have you been? Do you follow the hospital stuff much? I guess you do as editor yeah. of critic as kind much as any, to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. much all as anything else. Yeah, I mean, for it to be built in uh, Wakari Hospital or around that area would be a disaster, I think. Yeah. For the university medical school, um, for patients, mm -hmm. but a rebuild has to happen. And Labour's um, point about building it in their first term uh, without having private public uh, partnerships um, and making sure it's in the centre city, I think, is is key. Yeah, for sure. They should. They should just put it where Cabrick Factory Yeah, was. I think that's a great point, yeah. yeah. Um, f again, for there to be no um, climate change um, mentioned in those seven points, I think, is, oh, yeah. is yeah. dire, personally. And I think I, that the timing is pathetic as well, but it's good that they're doing something, at least. Oh, yeah, no, these are all, all great. Yeah. Um, and I, I think maybe with climate change it would have been hard to um, have a specific... Like, some of these are quite specific, which I congratulate them mm. on. Um, climate change, maybe. I mean, what, what do they say? Sub, you know, we should politically, we should support uh, the um, admit the uh, what's the zero gen, generation zero people? What do they want? An act that looks at um, specific targets, don't they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, that go beyond the Paris Climate Accord. Yeah, I think that's what they wanted to. Yeah, so carbon tax maybe or something like that. I guess yeah. it, it would have been something like that that the OUSA would put in, but yeah. Mm. These, um, these other ones, uh, yeah, uh, as you say, uh, right here, if, if this had <laughs> been released a month ago, it would have been too late. Voting opens on Monday. Um, someone mentions increase the repayment threshold for student loans. At the moment, if you get a half-time half job at minimum wage after gra graduation, you have to start paying your loan back. Oh, so there would be a break. A break in repayments of student loans. Oh, yeah, okay. I think student student loans are like... Because they talk about the increase in how, how much you can borrow, but they don't talk about the actual like fundamental of that is the fact that we're borrowing... These huge amounts of, of, huge of, amounts, of yeah. weekly money. So, yeah, I guess that's where the universal student allowance debate comes back in. Yeah, but the people who are imposing these um, conditions on our student loans are the people that had uh, free tertiary mm. education when they were younger. So the boom baby boomers are hypocrites, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks for coming in, Joe. Have you voted yet? Anytime. No, I'm still waiting to, you know, consider. But um, I think I'll vote maybe tomorrow. I'll probably do it on election day just because it's a bit of a you oh, know yeah. ceremonial kind of thing. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for our listeners, you can vote uh, advanced voting um, in in the link. Um, have you been Have you been past there today? Are there quite a few people? Uh, not today. I went past yesterday, and there was quite a few people. Yeah, sweet. Um, uh, also at the Cub at Polytechnic, uh, Knox Church. Um, which is uh, near here as well, uh, and at the Unipol, uh, University Plaza Building 1, uh, and a bunch of other places. If you go to elections.org.nz, you can find information for Dunedin North. 
uh, about that. Okay, Joe, we'll see, we'll see you next week. It's 10 days uh, till the election, isn't it? It is. Exciting times. So, um, yeah, next week we'll see you uh, and we can talk about uh, predictions and uh, the makeup of Parliament and all that kind of juicy Let's stuff. Let's do it. I'm looking forward to it. Sorry. <laughs> Can't speak. <laughs> um, you're on Radio 191 FM. It's the download circuit.